last time on Salvage. Kitty, is that you? She is like a porcelain doll. It's Noelle. Nice to meet you. It's been a, a long time since I've had any company. A bit is missing out of her side. If you see my friend Kitty, give her my regards. And do be careful. You don't want to catch the attention of a fever out there. You notice a doll body. The eyes got like a sort of cat slit thing going on. A little bit of claw where the nails are. The entire like chest just like burst outwards. Ollie throws up a little. You are right back there. I think I found Kitty. You just see like multicolored light. This long distended face looking at it is uncomfortable. So Greg starts running past Ollie and tries to like scoop her up and carry her with him. I'm just running at the door with the key. The maid kind of squeaks. So, so, sorry ma'am, I, I didn't mean to make a mess. Are you worried that I'm going to eat you? This isn't Kitty's wing. It's fine. She's coming on arrival faster than the other ones. You end up heading right up into the office. Secret door. Yeah, actually, yeah. You take the butt of your shotgun and push the curtain aside. It is completely full of dye in parts of like a marionette and another dummy. Nothing in there, Greg? Well, no, Noel. What you see is the ballroom. These same like creatures that you saw in the hallway. The three of them turn and look at you. So Greg's down. So Ollie's down. How's Joe doing? left off last time uh i believe joe looked back behind him and was asking if 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 they got it and they were all passed out yep uh how's that feeling for you joe well i wasn't so sure but you two were in the room when you passed out i thought we were like right at the door you're right at the door right uh, yeah right at the door so the door can't be closed is basically the the thing i'm getting right because they're in it um, you, you guys are just a little ways in from the door frame. Right. Yes. The room with the fevers. The room with the fevers. With the, the two passed out. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm imagining we just, like, opened the door, walked in, all determined, looked up, and flopped. Yeah, well, yeah, you had, you had, you, you made some eye contact, you made a connection, and it didn't go so great. So I was hoping that y'all flopped before you got in the room. Because that would give me more leeway to do dumb things. It is unfortunate. So I'm going to have to, I think, try and drag them out of the room and close the door. Um, Could you roll me an athletics check? Sure. Athletics For is something that Joe individually? is... Oh, no, no, no. No, no, you two are unconscious. This no, is what just I mean for is Joe. Like, is it one athletics check for Ollie? Oh, you're that, right. Or? I'm going to go for one. I'll, I'll I'll live for the drama. Uh, I'm gonna say difficulty three, but you're gonna get a disadvantage on that. You guys are probably gonna die. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> so three and a black die, yeah. Yep. Um, 
well, I got one advantage, which is cool. Nice. What, which, what's the other role? <laughs> Four failures. <laughs> okay. okay. So which one right. of Greg's arms is broken now? <laughs> um, let's see for a sec. Uh, no, the advantage is Greg's arms are right. not solid advantage to use. What do you want to use the advantage for, Stephen? Because you are not getting them out through those doors. Uh, can I recover one strain for the ass whooping that I'm about to? Yes, absolutely. About to receive. Um, and as you try, you, you like you you take stock of the situation, and you are slow on the draw a little bit. You're just like frozen for a sec. Like, mm, guess they're unconscious. And then suddenly it hits you what you need to do and you grab them and you try and like drag them out of the room for a moment and boom, like that. The door, the, the double doors that you went through slam shut inward. I just imagine that I, I pick up like one of each of their hands and then I just start walking and then like realize that the weight is way too much. So I just move and then stop as like I start pulling like nope can't pull that. <laughs> yeah, like I said and like as that happens the the door slams shut behind you. In front of me. Or yes, you're right in front of you. On the bright side now you can't see the three things barreling towards you. That's true. It's got to be comforting. Yeah. At least we'll die together. <laughs> uh so so what what are you going to do? The door's closed and you've got the three fevers behind you. All right. So uh Am I officially allowed to just call them fevers now? I I feel like I that's guess. been picked up on. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, well, this is complicated by the fact that I, I'm not really able to move either either of them. Yeah. You do have them, like, because you, you got kind of stopped a little more than the last second, but it took you a while to course correct. So so you, you they are up against the door at this point. With the door that we're at? Yeah. So they're right at us already? No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about the, your, your, the people you're trying to haul. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the party is like pressed up against the door. So you can like lean them up against there and, and do what you want to do. They're, they're kind of, it's a big ballroom. What I want to do is get out of the ballroom, but then I'd have to leave them in it. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, maybe. Though also, how are you going to get out? I just had a dumber idea. All right. Give me your dumber idea. I lead them on a wild goose chase out <laughs> of the ballroom. All right. So, so I guess you're going to have to turn around first to do that. Yes. Um, Just out of uh, curiosity, I don't recognize the key in the door as being one of my keys, do I? Or is there even a key in the door, like a keyhole? Um, there is a keyhole, and as you like try and use the, you know what you can tell which key we've uh-huh. established this by now. You you stick the key in and start rattling it. It's not locked. There's just like a p- p- push from the other side keeping you in. Oh, that's good. Um, and as you turn back at the fevers. You see them like having acknowledged you. There's like sort of slowly drifting towards you a little bit. These ones um, just sort of like trail off towards the bottom of them. You see they have similar like long these elongated faces and these long long arms, but uh, instead it's like they're wearing some kind of like dress or robe or something. Like the visual of it, and it just sort of hangs like a like kind of sheet like. So, so you don't really see any like they just sort of drift closer and then two of them stop and face each other and one of them breaks off and just slides over to like this broken piano in the corner and just like the seat's broken the piano's broken and they just sit down where the stool would would have been and start 
trying to play the piano as if the keys were there. And you start hearing, like, at first, like, light piano music start to fill in. And then as it continues to go on, more and more, like, instruments and music fill in. And you see, like, there's, like, an upper balcony around this this version of the ballroom. And you see more fevers piling in all the way around, like, these upper balconies. To the point where they're, like, crowded full. And just standing there making odd motions and gestures and sort of waving along with the music. Two doors at the back of the of the of the ballroom, but because it's instead of having like one door out, like the one with Gervais, there's like two double doors, and they open up, and you start seeing like a whole host of of fever, similar to the ones that you see down here, start piling into the room, like dozens of them, multiple dozens of them, and the two fevers that stayed paired off, you see them, they like take each other's hands and start like drifting off dancing to the music bit by bit and then each of the 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 fevers from the doors as they come in like meet in the middle and pair off together and start weaving across the dance floor like like a wave slowly coming towards you well shit like closer and closer and closer um oh boy oh man oh Oh, Doing boy. okay over there, Steve? I'm trying to think of a new dumb plan because <laughs> both of my other dumb plans aren't going to work anymore. Uh, I mean, take your time. It's not like your friends are in danger or anything. I know. That's the problem. I don't... Like, what are the rules for trying to wake people up out of uh, strain-damaged slumber? I think it's a medicine check. It It would be something similar to that. I might have to attempt something like that just because... Is that what you're going to do? Because you kind of have like an immediate situation that is that is like well, starting. I, I, I think get... his medicine check would be just grabbing us by like the scruff of the shirt, like collar, and slapping us in the face yeah, a few basically. times. If that's what you want to do, well, the other only other options are like have Joe bail on them, but that that's a bad option because. There's there's a thousand of these things in here now. That's fair. The fevers seem to be ignoring you. They noticed you enough to start like whatever is going on as the ballroom sort of fills in. And again, just to complete the image for you, you are in this ballroom. All these tables and chairs, everything is just completely wrecked. Dummy bodies, like dummy doll marionettes, like the whole bunch, like bodies just like on the ground over the place there's like a mid-level balcony on the other end of the room above the two doors that come in mm-hmm. and there's like a, a dummy body just just some some humanoid form just like hanging over the, the side of this balcony where these small stairs come down and you see like more of the the, the fevers are the fevers up on there as in well the shape of uh, like marionettes or what is their they look visual form? similar to the one with kitty except without um legs instead of more of like an incorporeal like end to to the bottom of their their bodies okay they have that same flickering fuzzy sort of look to them as they come in you see the the, the drapes move a little bit and then sometimes they don't and stop as if nothing's actually moving in the room and sometimes they move like there is 
I'm just going to quickly look up the rules for trying to do strain medicine. The thing is um, that mid-level balcony, it does not seem, like I said, the upper balconies yeah. have, have fevers all through them. The mid-level balcony is clear and there's a small staircase up to that one and, and fevers are, are pouring into the room and pairing off and it seems like they're dancing. I'm, I'm like, I, I suspect I could get Joe out of the room probably somehow, but not with them unconscious and I can't really leave them there. You can try and get them through. There are gaps between the fevers to try and... To be fair, Steve, you don't want to leave us here. You can totally leave us here. Right. But I know what one did. Mm-hmm. And this is a room full of them. And you're literally unconscious, slumped in a corner. It will be fine. Yeah, I'm not really seeing the negatives All here. All he says from the grave. <laughs> Do you want to go for the strain thing, or do you want to try and like get them into a safer position before you try that? Um, like what? At what position would be safer? There's not. Like I said, there are no fevers on the mid-level balcony. And how would I get them there? One at a time. I guess you'd have to. If that's what you have to do. I'm just checking the strain rules to see. Does anybody know how? Doing it here in this situation will probably be pretty difficult compared to doing it elsewhere. All right, so. How am I going to move them if I can't move them? I guess try and move them. The difficulty be lower if I move them one at a time? Yeah, the difficulty Probably. was for you running to get them out the door. Okay. Which which closed on you. That's what you were rolling against. All right. So how difficult would... Are they both going to be equal difficulty or... Um, it would be... Each one is difficulty equal to their brawn. Ah. Okay. So Ollie would be the easy one to move. Yes. Maybe I'll move Ollie first. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so roll roll the athletics to 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 Is Ollie's born too? Yep. Okay. Uh do I have another black die? Or what was that for? Again, that was the for the specific situation Got of Alton, yeah. It was largely because you were stuck in this reactive situation. Just picking them up probably isn't the one success. Thing. Yeah. Nothing else. Okay. All right, cool. So you succeeded that. I'm going to ask you to do an. Where are you going to take her? To the level that doesn't have any fevers on it. Okay. There is also a door out that way, um, which, according to the directions you were given, should be leading in this, the right direction for you. Can I open the door? Well, you'd have to get there. Can I get there? Yeah, sure. Um, so you're going to try and like duck and weave between these these fevers to to get over there. They are like moving like back and forth and kind of like carrying a wave motion. Yeah. All right, sure. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I like this. All right, so you've you're you're like carrying Ollie. I'm kind of imagining you 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 have her like like by her arms, like a little bit over your shoulder, but still kind of like I don't know. I'm sort of imagining like you ever seen a cartoon where someone's like dancing with like an unconscious body. Like, that's what I'm imagining. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what that's I'm imagining. What I'm imagining. As. Um. So yeah, yeah. So you're gonna just try like duck and weave between them. Yes. All right, um, roll me coordination. Oh, that's better. That's what I'm talking about. Fuck yeah. What's what? Uh... That's going to be difficulty three. All right. I saw you almost saying four. I was thinking about how difficult it would be. I think for Ollie, it'll be three. Yeah, for Greg, it'll be five. <laughs> I think for Greg, it'll be four. Ollie's a good dancer. Where in canon have we established that, ma'am? <laughs> about okay. five seconds ago. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> We, we've established that, you know, 
back in her home, she would listen to a lot of music. Okay, you know what? That's fair. And I just figure, and she's she's also, as far as this party goes, like pretty dexterous. You know what? That's legit. All right, I get three success, one threat. Holy crap! Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. I I know what that threat's gonna be. You're gonna pull your back some. All right. You're gonna get that one strain back as as you like pull your. I imagine Joe is kind of like. Uh, a skinnier dude. Yeah. Under all his layers, right. he's a little scrawny. Um, it's that great, great tunnel diet. USDA certified lean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Put that stamp on his ID. Um, and so he's just, so you like weave through and it kind of hurts a little bit. Um, you take that one strain, but you manage to, to, to weave your way through and, and get crossed to the other side and um, what are you going to do? You're going to put her up on the balcony, just like prop her up on the stairs and wait to get Greg before you pull Is them the, both up? Is the door on the other side? The the Okay, so it's, you get to the other side. Right. And then you have to go up a, a small staircase. Oh, okay. And then up on that mid-level balcony, there's a Can the I door. take Ollie up the staircase? You can. Um, you're a lot closer now as, as, as you, uh, Obviously, or, or should I should I try to dance Greg through the fevers first? It's up to you. Hmm. It, I would I would say it is a bit safer up at the top there. True. Uh, I think I'll try and leave Ollie at the top in the safest place. Okay. Yeah. All right. So so you 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 get up to the up the top of the steps to that door. You can kind of can't really see much because you're hauling Ollie, and you kind of have to adjust for that. Okay. And you sort of prop her up against the... So I'm uh, holding her and her head occasionally just flops in the way of my vision. Exactly. It's like, Damn So it. you prop her up against the, the, the door out of that, on that side. And then as you turn back, you kind of see that what that figure was that was hanging off the edge. And it's not a dummy. Just hanging limply off the off the railing. Um, It looks like a figure that's obviously dead, but wearing like this cracked like spacesuit almost. Like like a like a full nineteen sixties astronaut spacesuit kind of thing going on. They had some weird parties here. And sticking out of its back is this like large generator component, like some large machinery stuck onto its back, and like this large pillar rising up from it with like cabling that seems to have like it seems to have been cut uh, around where the the door that you're entered into is or or right up against is it is just hanging there okay are you going to you're going to go get greg you can check out the thing talk to me i will say the fevers are getting closer to greg he has a lot of beef he'll be fine check out thing uh so tell me about this thing uh as i walk by <laughs> okay um i'm going to imagine that you like you try and do it as you would like if if you were like trying to like quietly like look at something without people paying attention but even though no one's there right and just like quietly like as you walk by so so none of your unconscious friends notice kind of like push the body up a little and get to see um you don't see much the the helmet is smashed in and there's and you can see that there's like a mostly decayed skeleton it is a shame because i would have stolen the helmet if it was intact it was not intact damn it um and it seems that there's like large gashes in the front of the suit ripping off the fabric in some of the piping and all that 
And in addition, what you do see mostly intact is you see it has like a crest on it, like one of those quartered school crests almost with it, it's kind of ornate looking and it has like four quadrants on it and like going clockwise. Um, it's a telescope looking towards a crescent and stars in Navy in maroon, a compass rose in Navy, a tome surrounded by stars and in maroon, an atom. And this is like clockwise around it. And at the very bottom point of it is two crossed keys. I assume none of that's important. Not at all. All right. So yeah. So that's what you which what you see is the the, the crest, the damage to the suit, and it looks like it fr- from the way the the cabling, the cut cabling trails behind it. It looks like it kind of like descended from some compartment in the ceiling, and just like. Something happened to it. Ooh, is there still cabling running up to the ceiling? There isn't. It 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 it's sort of just like hanging on some some like higher hanging lamps and stuff like that, okay. but not all the way up to the ceiling. I got it. This has been very interesting, but nothing quite makes me so interested that I'm going to leave Greg. So okay, but it'd be way funnier to see what happens to Greg if you just leave him there. <laughs> Well, don't worry. I'm not going to be able to move you anyway. So okay. All right. All right. Um, I'm gonna. I say roll another coordination check. This time, I'm gonna say difficulty two. Okay. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go difficulty easy, because you're not lugging another person. You're not lugging another person, and also, like, you're kind of like getting some of this rhythm. Okay. So two success, four advantage. Two success, four advantage. Which is kind of hilarious. Okay. More um, I'm going time. to guess you're going to want some blue dice on getting Greg across. Yeah. See, I could recover two strain and get one blue. But what is what is Greg's brawn? Where's the fun in that? Get to the check first and I'll tell you. Isn't it four? It's probably four. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> so you're probably going to want those two blue dice. I'll take two blue dice, I guess. <laughs> on the other hand, recovering strain so you don't throw out your back would be very important. Uh, I could, I what, could, if, what if Joe passed out from like hauling too hard? Just hauling? That would, that would be, be amazing. Um, all right. So the two blues? I guess I'll go two blues. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So, um, yeah. So you get, uh, with that result, you get two blues um, as, as you sort of dance back. You kind of like get in a groove here. You're like getting the rhythm of this. It's even kind of fun, just sort of like Joe just dancing by himself. All Billy Idol. Between the dummies. All Billy Idol style. Um, and you get across to Greg. And they're almost like across the ballroom to this point to him. And r- roll to lift that boy. All right. So two versus four. Yeah. 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 You get you just get do it. Two blues. I'm hoping for him to fail so hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how I don't fail. I mean, we've had weird dice flukes before. Yeah. Oh. What'd you get? I, I didn't fail by as nearly as many as I thought I would. <laughs> How much did you fail by? Only two. And any no, uh the the advantages and disadvantages cancel out. So oh nice. It's only All right. two failures. So by two. Um I'm gonna have it be okay, so you're not able to carry him. You can drag him. And that's what you're stuck to do. So I'm going to give you what? He didn't have any advantage, just like right sleep. No, just no, snoring no. in the corner. Um, so I'm gonna give you uh straight up with two fails, I'm gonna give you 
two black dice to try and get him across. Like you're 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 feeling good about it, and as soon as you try and lift him, you're like, oh oh god, I have to dance. Oh, no, Dan's just over here, like kill my character. God, yeah. <laughs> No, please, I don't want please crazy. let him do his stuff. You're unconscious right now, sir. Oh no, I'm not. I'm just Your rooting for it. Your death wish can't affect him here. <laughs> it's not a death wish. I just want to see Greg horribly maimed. I want him to survive. Anyway, back to the task at hand. So, am I gonna roll a coordination with two black die to see if I can get? Yes, and the difficulty is going to be four this time. Oh, have fun. Um, so yeah, instead of like like as as soon as you try and carry him, you're like, yeah, no, this ain't working. And so you're gonna try and like weave him across this dance floor, dragging him. I suppose like he grabbed one of Greg's foot, like feet, just yeah, not both of them, just one of them. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, given that situation, I'm also going to say make one of those a red red die. Woo! This is making Stan very happy. <laughs> Upgrade why well, upgrade one of that those for that difficulty. Because I rolled it already and it's very interesting. Pick whatever one was not was the least bad. Yeah. That is such hilarious. What so is I, it? I replaced a purple that got nothing with the red and it also got nothing. Nice. Alright, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. Okay. So What'd you get? I get uh six success, including the triumph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what and? <the> fuck? <laughs> What the actual fuck, Steve? <laughs> Greg is, uh, I mean, Joe's a shifty boy. Um, and, uh... I'm so that's, How many disadvantage? Um, I only get two disadvantage. Okay. At some point, we gotta start saying threat. Threat. Instead yes, of disadvantage. Threat. We've been switching on and off. We're getting closer. I said it once, so it's close. We're, we're uh... Yeah. We're 17 episodes in. I don't know, just advantage and disadvantage seems... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's okay, whatever. But earlier it's in the episode, we we used disadvantage for a black die. We're very um, loose with the the names. Anyway, so this is gonna be the weirdest dance. Uh, yeah, yeah. So so you. But just, it's gonna look amazing because you gotta try him. Yeah. Yeah, you are just like <laughs> you're gonna get too straight on this. All right. But it's it's not gonna be. You don't you you with a triumph you you manage to weave between. Um, I have six successes. With those successes, you manage to weave between um, the the dancing fevers um, as they sort of fill up the room. You ha- don't have anywhere else to go, really, now? I'm just imagining just, like, they do one of those, like, partner switches, and Joe just, like, starts dancing with the fever and then switches back to dragging Joe. Can we do that? And to dragging Greg? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Like, like full, like... Yeah, so you're dragging him, and then, like, at multiple points, you get so close to a fever, and you feel, like, that chill, like, from those those claws that raked you. Right. And you you kind of, you get the impression, like, if you even just brushed through them, it would hurt you. And if you get so close, and nothing. It's just, like, the weight of Greg is the thing that's giving you the strain. It is so stressful. You are, like, weaving between them. Sometimes, like, they, they break for the partner thing, like Tori said, and you just have to, like, leave Greg just there, luckily unscathed. And just, like, sometimes you, ha- like, you have to twist him around. It's practically knots just to, like, get through. Um, and you manage to just get to the other end. And you're at the steps. Now... What I want to do is so that was that was elegant and smooth, and I just want to like roughly drag Greg 
thumping up the steps. Yes, yep. perfect. As you sl- as you slowly do that, um, roll me perception. All right, against what? That's going to be difficulty two, or oh, difficulty three. My apologies. You're a little preoccupied with Greg, because you're trying to pull him up. You probably have your back to the top of the steps as you're like trying thunk 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 him up up the staircase like i know it doesn't matter but should i just give greg another strain when he wakes up we'll talk about it (laughs) one success nothing else one success nothing else yeah okay um all right awesome you do it you yeah as you do you turn around and 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 for a moment because you sort of just feel something and you look up at the top of the steps and you see having like just sort of materialized there sort of out of nowhere or maybe it was always that you you can't really tell a, a fever right at standing right where the the guy in the astronaut suit is like he's he's tossed over this banister and you see as the fever just sort of like fades into the same space mhm as 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 that suit and sort of disappears for a moment. The, the lights is just still shining everywhere. And then you see the suit start picking itself up and turns towards you. And you see in where the, where the skull of the suit is, you see actually that fever face in the suit. And you see like arms sort of like poking out. You see sort of like extensions of this fever extending out past the suit as it sort of pilots it towards you and you see like the arms of the suit are at its side and you see two of the fever's arms sort of like stretch out in front of it one in front of the other and it pulls back like it's making the motion of a bow in the air and just lets go and fires at you and you see like light stretch between that and then launch at at joe and uh can i hold greg in front of myself Yes. If that is what you want to do, <laughs> holy crap! It's what Greg would have wanted. <laughs> y- yeah. Um. Um. Okay. All right. Give yourself. I'm gonna give the big uh, black guy on that. Um. Oh what, what's, what am I rolling for your defense? Are we rolling for his or Greg's? We're rolling for Joe's. This is just going to help Joe. I don't. What do you mean defense? Like, do you have any defense dice? I do have one. Yeah. Okay. So I guess is it that, for ranged? Yes. Okay. I could I could dodge. Do you want to dodge? You got to decide now. Yeah, do it. It upgrades the check, right? Yeah. All right. So that subs out that purple for a red. And how much strain do you take? One. Okay. How much strain do you have left? Five. Okay. God, just barely. Everything cancels out to one success. Damn it! And uh, this is gonna what's, this what's, is gonna be painful for Greg. Yeah. What is your what is your soak? I mean, it's good that I'm not the one getting hit. What's uh, your soak? Three. Oh, buddy. Three whole soaks. That is nine st- stun damage. Ultimately, so that's into Greg. That really sucks for Greg. No, no, no. That's into you. What did it do to Greg? It goes right through Greg. <laughs> All right, so adding nine stun damage to Greg. Yeah. Greg's gonna wake up with a really bad hangover. <laughs> Holy shit! All right, 
So he has 19 out of 9 You just got damage. fucking bow and arrowed into your soul, dude. For one defense die. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. So yeah, so it hits you. So your soak is three, right? Yeah. All right, so that's six strain. Okay. How's Joe looking? Well, it'd be dead now. Oh. I just said five and then you said six. So oh, okay. that's how numbers do. Well, So you're like trying to carry Greg during this moment. And just he holds Greg up in front of him, and then the guy goes straight hold, through Greg's yeah, face. Holds, it goes right. I, I'm gonna say it goes right through Greg's chest. He gets like full body shield on you, mm-hmm. and goes right through Greg, and goes right through you. So here's my question: Do I fall on top of Greg, or does Greg fall on? Greg top falls of me? on top of you. Yeah. Okay. So like snap, it goes through you, and you are out. Where was I? Do I roll down the stairs? You were on the steps, right near the top of them. Do I so roll yes, down? Yes, you do. And Greg. Also on top of them. you. Oh, God. Nice safe journey as you toboggan your way down on Joe's body. Is that Joe's more strain? <laughs> we'll see later. <laughs> anyway, so so you like uh, thunk, 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 and you are just conscious enough while that happens and then your head hits the ground and you're just down at the bottom of the steps. You are out. What is up, everybody? Dan here, filling in for Aaron on the mid-roll this week. We are back at it once again with this, the penultimate episode of the Mance arc. Aaron has done a fantastic job, as always, building up the tension and traumatizing our characters. And I personally cannot wait for you guys to see how this ends, and it is one of my favorite moments. Shifting over to news briefly, um, we should have fixed the one Spotify episode that was giving us a bit of trouble. We had to re-upload the fix, as for some reason it did not take the first time, but it should be working now. However, as always, if you notice an issue with any of our uploads, please contact us on Twitter or drop us a message on the Discord, and we will be more than happy to get that fixed as quickly as possible. Well, that's everything I have for you guys this week. Take care of yourselves and enjoy the rest of the episode. everything's black um and you just sort of feel just this wide expanse all around you you feel like the breeze from camp sneaky apples and granny joe's grove you hear like a voice you can't tell what it says but you you hear affectionate it it sounds like josepha and then suddenly it sounds like josepha but not and then boom Joe, you wake up. You were you were taking a nap, and you you see your surroundings. You're back in East Salvage. You're back in East Salvage. The day before you fell. You are right on the outskirts of this small town in the tunnels, 
It kind of looks like hell. It looks like it used to be like a bigger town. And then as just the chaos of the tunnel sort of crashed around it and, and isolated. Yeah, it was still mostly fine, but closed off. Things have just sort of become a lot more collapsed and a lot more depressed. And the tunnels have like pushed further and further. And you're like right on the outskirts of this town. You've kind of been traveling for a couple days. It's been years. It's been how many years since you you left the the AudioZeneca Employment Lodge? How many years has it been? How many? Do I have to make it up on the spot? You're right now? twenty then. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll say like five years or something. Should it be like ten years since he left? Guess, how how old is he? I never decided. <laughs> Does Joe even know? I guess Joe wouldn't. wouldn't know. I kind of have imagined it. Let's let's say like like nine it's been like nine years all right it's been a well, solid hard amount living. of time yeah 29 is like on that 30 worse for wear yeah he, he's definitely looking older than he is um and you you are like you're, you're waking yourself up you have curled up in like this small uh cavity between some like grinding mechanisms that you have stopped up with your own hair brilliant You've like ripped it off and you have like half of it hanging long and the other half is like almost shorn like right up to it, right up to your head. And you are literally sleeping in this spot that you have made for yourself in these these grinding mechanisms that it feels it's it's probably going to give pretty soon even. But you're just like, mm, I can set this up for a little bit. And, and you did. And as you sort of like just barely give yourself like a cursory dust off, it's like a... It's a vanity dust off. It's like, you know, nothing's really getting clean here, but you're doing it for just the sake of it as a gesture. And and you get up and you're, you've been, you've, you've seen this town from like a ways down the tunnels. There's like a larger expanse where it used to be a lot more open. Um, And, and you've been heading, headed here for a while. And I guess you're going to head into town. Which town is this that I'm looking at? This is East Salvage you're looking at. Oh, okay. I guess I will. Yeah, this is uh, the last day for East Salvage. Okay. If I remember our chronology correctly. Yeah. And you sort of wheel into town. And as you do, you know, there are a couple people and you, you see, see like there's still like a little bit of like trading and uh, like there's, there's some life in this town, even though it's it looks like it's really, really rough. And like most places you've been, p- people are keeping a wide berth from you. You haven't really made any connections uh, since since you were in in the the employment lodge. You know, you've mostly just gotten by with uh, you know, the 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 your your wits, your bizarre cat like agility, I guess, and like you've got your little little laser pistol and your bag of rocks in in your pocket where you both things that you've just sort of picked up somewhere you're not even really sure where you've using your calculator uh, that you uh found picking through the the remains of the the autozenica facility and everyone's keeping a wide berth and just like that day before your stomach is growling you've had some water um mostly condensation from some of the the machines and components in the tunnels 
I mean, Joe wouldn't complain. No, for sure not. But you are hungry. You haven't really been able to find any food, anything to, like, no, no, no insects or anything to Ooh, insects. eat or nothing really. It's been pretty, pretty slim pickings for a bit, which makes kind of sense. Things are like a little picked out around this town. What you do see is some kind of like fungal fruit that seems to be uh, being bartered with in the market. And it's the first thing that catches your eye. And it's kind of like this round blue globe kind of looking thing. And as soon as you see it, your, your, your stomach growls again. And you get that very strong instinct of blue means food. Which feels like a very Joe thing. <laughs> um, you going to go for it? What color was that, that goop? It was it was also blue. It was blue. Oh. When you say go for it, you don't mean take out my wallet and buy me some blue spheres. Well, how do you want to go for it? How do you want to get some blue spheres? You Which mean, I now have to, is a great way to refer to it as one word like that. So I'm going to have to write that down in my mean notes. acquire some blue spheres? How will, yeah. I, how will I acquire some blue spheres? How will you acquire some blue spheres? This, I'm, I'm, you, you, you get some, some freedom in this, this exchange. So so yeah, you're eyeing them blue spheres. How how are you gonna do this? There there are like people, this is a marketplace kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's like it's there's only a couple people. Like I said, everything looks really kinda a little downtrodden. Do I see anybody else get some blue spheres? A couple. You see them it looks like they're they're exchanging goods for them and bartering. And what mostly. are the what are these things that they're exchanging look like? Um, whatever they have on hand. Some of it looks like, like tools and some of it looks like, I'm going to say this in the marketplace, the blue sphere guy doing pretty good. Like probably the best out of the market. Um, everybody needs food and there's not much of it here. And he knows it and he's an ass. Oh yeah, totally. Um, Ooh, do I know this? Yeah. Can I I sense You're actually like, as you walk up to it, yeah, you sense, you sense like Uh, middle management all over this guy. No, I don't like that. These aren't even his blue spheres. He's just selling them. Anyway, like while while you're while while you're sort of approaching the stand, um, there's like a, uh, like an older woman with with a looks like she's got like a young daughter with her, and and they're like haggling over it. She's she's trying to like pay for it with with it looks like a series of like a small like set of like brushes and chisels. Okay, that she has like in her hand that she's like like. Um, trying to, to barter a couple of them. Uh, she, she's like haggling like that the metal's worth something at least. Right. And while that's happening, how's Joe going to try and I know what I'm gonna sphere do. it up? I know what I'm going to do. Okay, yeah. Are they, is there like a line you got to go one at a time, I guess? It, it, it's a it's a wider stand. Okay. Um, It looks like it's kind of using some like natural feature of the tunnels, like this little metal podium looking thing where they've scooped out whatever like panel was there are using to uh out of curiosity which one of joe's items would be worth more the gun or the calculator i'm i'm gonna say this especially for this area both of them would be priceless joe knows this yeah joe's like these are the things that i own that that are yeah um so what joe's gonna do is he's gonna pretend to be a bit of a klutz 
go up there. He's like fumbling around in his pockets and ask how much he can get. And the gun just falls out onto the table. Like if he barters for this. Oh, as soon as you, yeah, as soon as you do, um, the, the, the woman notices you and like pulls her daughter back as kind of everyone reacts to Joe. Even the guy at the stand, like, is immediately like, I like, like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, but, yeah. But I want to exchange it for some oh, no, no, blue for spheres. Sure. No, no, because it's Joe is why she pulls her daughter right, back. Right, yeah. Um, even the, the, the guy at the stand, like, his eyes see the, the, the pistol, and he's like, that's a mighty, mighty fine thing you got there. And it's, he looks up, and he sees Joe, and even he, like, reflexively flinches back. Um... But uh, greed wins out a little bit, and he's like, uh, "How how much how much do you want for it?" I mean, how how many how many spheres can I get? That's uh, I'm pretty pretty hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, about a dozen spheres for that for sure. And I'm gonna say this: you know, you're getting ripped off. You 100% know you, he's he's trying to rip you off. Okay. Well, on the other hand, you're also trying to rip him off. This is when Yeah, this is an equitable exchange. This yeah. is when this is when my accidental klutz kicks in and I knock over as many spheres as I can. Okay, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just throw them around. Uh they 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 they, they you, you bump into them and they sort of just I make start the go- biggest mess that I can. Yeah, yeah. They just go rolling everywhere. Oh yeah, everywhere. Um I like send some towards the other people that are there, so they like come in yeah, and they try all, to scoop all them rush up. in because this is something that like everybody wants. Everybody needs some spheres. Um and as the guy's just sort of up in arms about it, like you see, like the the little girl starts like picking them up. You see the mother kind of like is about to tell her to maybe not, and then actually just instead just scoops her daughter up and leaves with her. And the the, the daughter has like just tons of spheres in like like a long hanging part of her her uh, shirt, just like you know that thing when you're kids and you've got like uh-huh. picking picking strawberries or whatever, and you got them in your yeah yeah. She's done the whole little makes a little pocket. Just full of blue spheres, and her mom's just like, nope, not giving him back. Let's go. Yep. And you've got the guy, and he's sort of yelling at you, and he's like, hey, 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 no, 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 no. You, you, you bring those back. And he's, 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 he's struggling with the crowd. And what's Joe doing? Um, Joe's going to try and pick his pockets. <laughs> oh, um, okay. <laughs> All right, not yeah, where I thought go this was going. Uh, roll me a skullduggery in the past. In the past, dream world thing yeah what this is your this is your memory is, of what is the difficulty of the past uh, <laughs> i'm gonna say easy he's pretty distracted and he's a, a, a pretty easy mark um use your your old dice roll that is that is i do like that though. are you gonna look at the cheat that i made for you or oh shit way back in the day <laughs> okay so that sheet had no yellow dice. I didn't plan for it to be this way, but this whole first half of this episode is like Joe's Joe's great adventure. I'm okay with this. Joe's bizarre adventure. Yeah, pretty much. I get a mere one success, but five advantages. <laughs> you can't get strained in the in the present from this. I before you even ask. But what fucking trick do you want to pull? I want to pull. I want to reacquire those chisels and brushes. Yeah, deal. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So so the mother has like in a basket like the stuff that she had that she traded the chisels and stuff yeah. for. Like I imagine. And, yeah. Like I, I you know, there's chaos and I kinda like move around them. Mm-hmm. And then he like maybe he turns around and maybe Joe's just not there anymore. Yeah. You grab that. And just disappear in the crowd. Maybe I have, you know, 
I'll, I'll take two spheres or something. Yeah. And you, you know what you also grab? What? You grab out of his hand, um, out of, out of like some of his pockets and some of his wares there, you grab uh, something you haven't really ever seen before. It's a glass jar. It's actually, it's a bottle. A glass bottle. Huh. Um, it seems to be full of, of some kind of fluid. You'll find out later that it's liquor. And uh, you've never seen anything like it in the tunnels. And so you, it automatically scooped that up along with the chisels and along with a couple, couple, I'm going to say you just see some rocks around to, to add to your pocket rock collection. I only noticed how fantastic Joe's pocket rock collection is considering the setting, which is now say, actually really strange to me. It's giving me a headache. Yeah. There aren't rocks here. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, so never mind. Yeah. Pocket rocks. They're, they're yours. Yeah, so, so, so regular rocks are basically the gemstones of this world. Yeah. So you've got you've got the bottle, it's got the booze in it. You've got um you've got the chisel set and you also just sort of you, as soon as you get the bottle you're like this would be great in a paper bag. And I have one of those. Okay. Um because they had bags to fill with the spheres. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so you've got your spheres, you've got your stuff. Are, are you just like running off or? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to disappear. All right. What are you going to do with the where, chisels? Where did that kid go though? Um, you can see the, the, her and the mother like sort of running off towards the end of the square. You're okay. like in a, like a central marketplace. And the the kid had like an armful of spheres or something. Mm-hmm. Can I somehow get the chisels back to the kid? Yeah, absolutely. But in the most like fucked up Joe way. Do it. Tell me what that is. Yeah, you um, run and just sort of because you're bailing anyway. Um, you can see that there are actually like guard sort of like like there are a couple people that seem to be like guarding the square, um, and they're sort of starting to to rush up to the stall at this point as this this whole craziness is happening. And you you're able to catch up to the to the you're right behind the the woman and the the daughter. And and how are you going to do this? Um, debating should I do like a reverse pickpocket and put it in their pockets so they find it later. Or should I just like throw it on top of their reverse pickpocket? Is excellent. Rever- I, you like reverse pickpocket? I miss you at reverse pickpocketing. This is normally one of your best strats. Yeah. So uh, please think... roll me a reverse skullduggery check. Yeah. I'm gonna go difficulty uh, two on this because yeah. And you know you know what this the what the, what the results of this is gonna be? How anonymous your your being a decent human is. You're never gonna believe this. What I failed what (laughs) okay that's awesome how much by i failed by one but i have three advantages okay i'm gonna let's say you get to use those advantages as a maneuver to like scooch as soon as this botches okay you go to reach to like stick this in this woman's pocket as she run her and her daughter run by yeah and like she just sort of can tell she sort of just as she's running she sort of switches her the basket to the other hand with her daughter, your daughter's like under her arm, and she grabs your hand as you're about to to stick it into her pocket. Okay, maybe this is something she's used to in this this poor town. Makes sense. East salvage, and she grabs it and she feels the the chisel set in her hand, and then she lets go for a moment, and just stops as Joe just bails, just runs, bails, and just for a moment, just for a brief moment. Like as she, you just let the stuff go and she takes it and she just sort of looks at you for a moment in the eyes. And I'll say this, this is the first moment of like 
it's like gratitude. You see gratitude and it's like this first moment of positive feeling another person has given Joe. Just the briefest hint of it. And Joe just goes running off. Um, and eventually he makes his way a little bit past the town. Um, and I guess he's just munching on his like ill-gotten, well-deserved blue spheres, I guess. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of them. Um, and as he like finishes up his whole little batch, I, I imagine Joe kind of, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I imagine Joe kind of like eats bear style. Like he's like, I have what I have on hand. I eat it all. And then stops. Is that better or is it more funny if he eats half a sphere and just puts it in a pocket? Oh. He does that and then like 30 seconds later he's like, I'm hungry again. Yeah, yeah. you're like, no, you're right. You all threw out your pockets. You end up eating all the spheres. I'm like, no, I need to save this. Um, I'll, you know, I'll let you no. have a half finished one in your pocket. Okay. Um, And while that happens, you just sort of like, you start to, you make camp. And just lay your head on some machinery. Uh, luckily, this one's already broken. You don't need to rip off your other side of hair. I only got that one side left. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, you always prefer to have at least one side of hair left. Yeah, you can't pull that that too often. Right? Yeah. You've got like six to nine months till you're ready to pull that again. For sure. Um, And you just sort of like make your make your little camp. You find a place where there's some like maybe like a small uh, radiator component on some larger machine where you're just able to like take in some of the ambient heat um, on like this cold tunnel night. You're kind of over, like you're up on this crest sort of over- overlooking um, the town and you can see like there are people looking for you in some of the, some of like the near, near the town, but they can't find you and you just like restfully just sort of go back to sleep in the morning you'll find the entire town on fire and most of the people missing. Um, how would Joe react to that? I mean, certain things can still be stolen after a fire. Okay, so that is a good reaction. <laughs> yes, so yeah, so so you wake up the next morning and when you do, the town is on fire. You know, people are, are missing, some people are running, there are explosions going off throughout the town. Like, like you, you see like a beam of some kind of bright light, what you would later recognize as similar to the, the hard light projections from the secure soft that you encountered down below. The entire town is ablaze. And as you rush in to ambiguously loot and or help i'm gonna put help in quotes there the entire world collapses around you and we cut as everything sort of like snaps back into blackness joe you sort of feel yourself sort of like pressing in past more memories you hear more voices you hear talking you hear and and you hear the the sounds of life in the Holy Motor Corporation. You just know it, and you can't actually make out what it's saying. You hear, like, some of the rites in liturgy you've heard from the Holy Motorists, but, like, a little different this time around. And suddenly you feel yourself pressing into another memory. And, Greg, you wake up. 
this is the day before you fell. In fact, this is the day that you did fall. Because God knows you're not sleeping on your shift again. Mm-hmm. It's been how many years since your sister didn't come back? About 16. About 16. You were just a teenager then. Mm-hmm. And you've grown up now. And you're just here sitting on this ridge looking over um, the outskirts outside of the camp that you, you're, you're normally in. Today you're going to try and make a resource run for the camp. You've done it how many times before? Honestly, at this point, it's been almost nine, ten years since you've regularly made it back to the camp in the first place. Four or five years after your sister left, since you've seen her, you, you, you finally found out what happened to her. You found her, her journal, something that all of the, the, the tunnel scouts end up keeping at some point or the other. Um, but you recognized hers. Uh, stained through red, discarded in, in some small corner of the tunnels, probably around where you where some secure soft warren or some other cave, like tunnel predator was nearby. Um, doesn't look like any violence or anything, as far as you can tell, just that she fell and slipped and died. You never found her body, but you did find her, her, her blood slick journal, like dried and crusted over. Um, the page is almost illegible. And you still have that on you now. And this memory isn't of you finding it. This is, this memory is of the day you fell, which honestly at this point, it's just about the same as every day since then. You scout in the tunnels. You make your way. You avoid getting close to anyone. And you just try and get by because even dying would be a waste. And as you sort of get yourself around and just, without even thought, just sort of like make your way down into the tunnels... Um, what, what's on, what's on Greg's mind as he takes out this, this excursion? What's he going to look for this time? Well, recently there was another tunnel collapse, which cut us off from the usual lichen farm. So he's trying to find a new route, either to get there or some other nearby food source. Cause it's put the town on harder times. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. And, and the path you're taking, you're going to have to go through some, some rough spots, you know, there are a couple other camps. Most camps tend to try and work together in this area. I mean, no use really fighting over anything. It's just a waste of resources. But you've got a couple scrappers that have less than nothing and are looking for any protein they can find. You know, a couple loose, loose, loose bands of people, you know, out further towards the uh, collapsed remains of, of North Salvage, just still constantly, you know leaking water there's there's water running on your head right now as you get closer and closer to the to the remains of the the town there what is what's greg thinking about 
what's what's he doing? What's he looking forward to? What's on his mind? There's not really much that he's looking forward to. He's evaluating the tunnels, trying to see are there any cracks forming? Is there a potential that there's going to be a collapse here? Um, has any new ways opened up? Because the tunnel collapses aren't always bad. Sometimes they open up new routes. Oh yeah, and and the tunnels are as you get further into like some of the more wild areas of the tunnels, the more unchecked ones. I mean, things change pretty frequently beyond collapses. Even it's like just some passages of it are just rewritten every now and then. And you've 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 learned to to look out for any any you know constructor machines uh, as much as you can. You mostly only hear them, but but you've you've learned to recognize the the sounds and to, to pull yourself back, and you make your way closer to the city. And you said you're looking for a new route to to some of the lichen farms. New route to some of the lichen farms. Uh, anything that might be making like a hive nearby, because if you can find a hive, that usually means that there's enough protein around that something can sustain itself. Which means either they can hunt that or find whatever they're feeding off of and go for that. Oh, yeah. Well, what you do see as you as you make your way through, make your way through. In one of the the new tunnels, some of the smaller ones, like big enough for you, but but like definitely on the smaller end, y- you see sort of like creeping around. You hear it first, and then you see it, like a small, and it's small in this sense. I mean, like dog size insect. It looks kind of like an overgrown uh, cricket of some kind, and you've you've seen these these, these hoppers before. A lot of times they end up coming in packs and and can be pretty vicious in the same way like a pack of wild small dogs can be. But I mean, you've got you've got your uh junk shotgun on you. You've got, you know, y- you can hold your own. And it doesn't seem to notice you, which is which is rare. You you're usually on the the other end of this kind of encounter and you see it in just sort of as soon as it notices you, you notice it's alone. And it hops in further into into this this newer tunnel. Greg was for a hot second considering shooting it because quick food is always good. Mm-hmm. But I think he like quickly held himself back and realized if I can find out where they're coming from, that's a lot more sustainable than a quick one off. And yeah. tracks are a lot harder to find on concrete, obviously, than they would be in like dirt or anything a bit more malleable. Yeah, and what what you do know is. I mean, at the end of the day, there's still people tending that lichen farm. It'll still be there by the end of the day, but uh, you might lose this this hopper. And what you also know is they tend to to form like small little dens further, further into the tunnels. And the way they sort of build them, even you you can even boil and and bake some of the like the building material of it. It's 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 tough but edible in that way boot leather is. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding that would be a big find. I think the bigger thing is that it's actually somewhat water resistant. So they're able to like waterproof things. Yeah. This, it's, you know. Which making dry spaces is a premium. <laughs> yeah. Every part of the buffalo and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So you're, so you're going to like quietly sort of follow it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I assume you're being careful. You follow it in and you're checking pretty rigorously to see if, if any of these tunnels look like they're about to collapse. And you can tell these aren't these aren't ones built by the collapse. These are newly constructed ones. 
you can even kind of like hear moving away from you. Like as you put your like hand up against the wall, you can feel the vibration just a little bit of like one of the the constructors kind of like mulching through, moving away. And you follow this thing into this this winding mess of tunnels and um roll me a navigation. All right. Difficulty one this time. Um just one success. Okay. Um, you make your way further in and you spot it again. And as soon as you do, it starts hopping off and you can hear some like more chirping in the distance where it is, where like where it's going, like from other ones as well. And, and you turn the corner and roll me another navigation check. This time, difficulty two. Uh, two success. Okay. And... You start seeing like a couple of them, literally like like two two more. So there's there's three of them now. It seems to have like alerted them, and they're trying to to hop away as well. They usually when they do attack in packs, it tends to be um around about five or six of them at a time, maybe maybe seven. And they've done the matchup in their head of big old Greg versus three small dog sized cricket monsters, and they're like not taking those odds and, and, and hop off further before you're able to to catch up to them i need you to roll me another navigation check i'm assuming three this time it's three this time and i'm gonna give you uh, a black die as you're starting to really lose your familiarity with the area you're starting to notice how new these tunnels are and how they don't connect back two failures and a disadvantage it takes you a while and i know what i'm gonna do with that disadvantage you're going to go in assuming you know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You lose them. And not only do you lose them, you go much deeper in until you finally realize you have no idea where you are. You don't know your way back. As much as you're normally able, you're able to keep track of this stuff in your head, you've pushed too far past what were your 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 the boundary markers that you had maybe even you mistook some previous things as like landmarks um because duplications rife in these kinds of tunnels and you're lost hell greg god damn it more would be kicking my ass right now all right all right turn around just retrace your steps how often does Greg think of his sister? Not very often, but when he does, he sort of like kicks himself that he like, he needs to do it more so he doesn't forget. Of course. But he's always so focused on the now that he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roll me another navigation check. It's going to be difficulty four this time with two black dice. Well, that's a fun one. Three failures and a disadvantage. You just keep going deeper and deeper in, and you just are more and more lost. You can't even hear the chirping of of the of the hoppers anymore. You can't hear even the grinding of of the the constructor to to give you some semblance of of where you are. You're you find yourself kind of in a clearing, like a larger one, and one that you definitely don't know. And you're just lost, man. Well, 
shit. It, it takes you hours. You're there for about a day and a half, just winding around and looking for, for anything. You, you come across no food. You come across no water. And I think water is the one thing we got. In oh, abundance. you're right. You're right. You do come across water. My apologies. As, as water sort of like leaks down around all of this. I think honestly, the harder thing is he needs to find a spot to get dry because you need you can't be wet all the time. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. But 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 he's just and he finds maybe a little spot just a little bit drier, but he has no bearing of where he is. And it kind of hits that point with Greg where, you know, like you said, he was thinking about his sister a little bit earlier. He this is he he's noticed. He's kind of hit the the point of no return here. He's more than halfway committed to this sitch. He's he's probably going to die here. Probably just like a sister. How does Greg feel about that? I don't quite want to say he doesn't feel anything. If anything, he's like he feels a bit stupid. But he doesn't like he's always known that he's gonna die out here. Is there some relief in that? No. Not relieved because there's still like he still has folks he needs to help out and he's sort of let them down. Yeah. But and he's mostly just kicking himself that he was dumb enough to get focused on a target. Like the second he spotted three, he like I should have just taken the damn shot. If I come back with you know one or two of them, everyone would have been happy enough. Could have come back here maybe with another team. But he didn't. And now he's stuck. And as he kind of like, I guess, makes his peace with that, you know, you feel rumbling under your feet. And then the whole whole world around you shatters. The whole clearing breaks apart and you just fall into the blackness. And Greg, as the darkness takes you, you and Joe feel yourself pushed again through the dark. You know, you, you hear voices, you hear cars going by, you hear wind rustling through the leaves of saplings. Or, if not wind, I mean the motion of an air conditioning unit. And Ollie, you wake up. And even more so than the others, you're right on the cusp of leaving. This is the night you run away. Yeah. I'll, you, you wake yourself up on your little cot that you've made on, on, on the roof of your, your, your workshop, your house. And it's been, what, a, a year since, since your brother Theo left? Just about. It was uh, about a week ago was my birthday. He wouldn't miss that. In the time since you, you've, you've, there probably hasn't been a day you haven't thought about him. Thought about the fact that he left without telling you. Yeah. 
at, at first, maybe you thought that uh, he he left, ran off to the city after uh, meeting up with that 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 frequent customer of yours. Except you got in touch with them, and he never got there. the The delivery that you made never reached its 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 destination. You even took the the big radio on your roof, the one that you used to listen to to stations, both from from Central Salvage and from from elsewhere in the city, and nothing. You 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 radioed contacts all across Central Salvage, even in West Wall. Nothing. Uh, pe- people have been looking for him uh, across the, the city of uh, Central Salvage for for two or three months at least and found nothing. And you've just stayed in, in West Salvage just trying to act like everything's normal. But, you know, what's been going on through Ollie's mind through all of this? Well... Ollie has been, for the most part, just trying to keep herself as busy as possible. Um, she, she tells herself just the excuse of, well, I, I gotta, you know, keep a business running, uh, all by myself till, till Theo comes back. Um, even though most of her days she's, she does a lot of staring at projects on her workbench without, you know, mm-hmm. actually doing anything with them. You know, she'll she'll stare and think about them, but it's kind of hard to hear her thoughts over, over the radio with how loud she's got it going. And how often do you not even let yourself listen to music at all and just wait to see if... if- the, the, the long-distance radio will just pick up anything. It's... That's how she spends the other half of her time, is just walking back and forth between the between the workbench and the radio, because, you know, she can't stand it when the music's on, because, you know, what if she misses something, but she can't stand it when the radio's going, because, you know, it's kind of too much to handle yeah I mean, it seems like it'd be a very back and forth kind of time for Miriam um, at first she was around the shop constantly um, she already kind of was but more and more uh, as as she realized you know your, your brother leaving and how serious it was but you know She'd, she'd spend time with you and make sure you ate all your meals because it's, you're rather prone to to not. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes read to you while you're working at your workbench and talk to you. Sometimes just like in the in the the evening light of the of the couple like orange and red fluorescence up above the sky of of uh West Salvage, when they were still switched on to approximate daytime, uh, 
she'd she'd lay up on your 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 near your cot up on the roof with you and just talk about anything as as long as it wasn't Theo. She'd talk about you know the the, the times that that you and her spent with with her her uncle Mort and your aunt Vic before uh, both of them passed. About what's going on with her and the the little library and bookshop that she she runs in town that has almost no business but makes a couple big sales every now and then. Uh, she'd talk with you about how she'd dream about traveling. You always knew her favorite books were, were travelogues and adventure stories and about just going somewhere and then she'd catch herself and then just chat with you idly about your day. And then eventually she stopped coming by as much. Less and less over time. I feel like I just got busier. Like she come by and you know, I'd 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 say I was too busy, you know, running the business and she better come come back tomorrow. And tomorrow the same sort of thing would happen. Every once in a while she'd be by, but she started coming less and less. Um Maybe she'd stop and leave something sometime, and eventually even that would fade. Um, and this this evening, or this this night even, you know, the main lights are off. The couple, you know, small lights in the, in the ceiling are, are sort of shining just a little bit. You see the, the red flashing light of the radio towers of Central Salvage. And nothing's coming through on your your long-range radio as you listen for nothing. And this is where you wake up. You packed your things a couple days ago and have kind of been just daring yourself to leave. And as you lay there thinking if you're going to, I'm going to guess since, since this is the day that you did leave, you you made that decision. So what what's Ollie going to do? She gets up, walks down into her shop. You 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 see all your stuff down there. The one thing you didn't pack, slugger, is still just sitting on your your workshelf, mostly finished. You haven't been really able to to put on those. Those fine Olivia Reed craftsmanship details, but it works. And uh, as you get your stuff around, you see asleep at your your kitchen table, the one where you sat and looked at your book, the book that that Miriam gave you while uh, Theo, you know, was was in the kitchen getting ready to go. You see Miriam asleep at your table, <laughs> and you always knew she had a key. And and sometimes she'd she'd stop in on her own to check in on you, um, even if she hadn't for a while. But she's she's passed out right there, head on your table, asleep, like over a like a small like journal, like an actual physical book. Um, one of the ones from her her shop. Um, 
with like pages ripped out of it and little scraps of paper like all over the place. Not not proper paper, it's kind of like a like a plastic replacement, but it feels mostly the same. And she's just laying there and it's right there on the chair with your jacket draped over it. Like she fell asleep trying to write something. And she's sleeping there. If I tiptoe behind her, can I can I see what she was writing over her shoulder? Yeah, sure. As much as you can see, it's just mostly scribbled out. Um, what you can see is her writing again and again through the, the couple lines that you can see. Um, the one thing you can make out is the word leave throughout all of it. Golly. Mm-hmm. That's about all I can read on it. Can't make much else. It's like she's trying to make some kind of argument and it's about leaving and that's all you can really tell. You can see she's brought like a little little satchel of of food and supplies with her, a little little basket and, and bag right down next to her. Um she's got she's wearing her own coat. I I almost half moved to wake her up but stop myself short and mm-hmm. I go back over to a my workbench and see if I can find something to write with um what you realize is uh you 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 can't find your your pen anywhere and you're 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 not the most well off and this is west salvage you've got a pen and you notice that that miriam's holding it in her hand a little too late i'm gonna try as gently as I can to get that pen out of her hand without waking her. Uh, roll me a stealth check. Would be more skullduggery, maybe? Oh, you're right. Skullduggery. All right. Uh, the difficulty on that is going to be three. That's three failures. Okay. Um, any advantage or disadvantage? No. Okay. I'm going to flip a story point for this one. Go right ahead. You reach for it and you're not able to get it out of her grasp. Like you keep trying. You don't wake her up. By some miracle, you don't wake her up. But each time you try and get to take it from her hand and it seems like she's going to wake up, you just bail and just can't get it from her. All right. 
as quietly as I can. Because mm-hmm. the floor in the kitchen is, it, it can creak sometimes. The, yeah. the workshop ain't too bad, but make my way over to the door. And I haven't packed much, but... Right before you do, you catch yourself, your jacket, your bomber jacket is on the chair that Miriam is sitting at. And you're able to like slowly get it and quietly get it off the table, off of the chair without waking her up. But it's just as painful as you thought it would be. And I put it on, Mm -hmm. head over to my belongings. And again, I I didn't pack much. I, I have the, um, the, the best of my mechanics tools, which is, well, most of them, uh, I've Grab some painkillers just in case. <laughs> Couple packs of gum. And slugger. One of the things in in your in your little corner there, um, is a small blanket on your chair that uh sometimes you use it's like a towel almost. Sometimes you use it to wipe down components. Um and sometimes you use it just if it gets a little cold and the, the heating units don't kick in. Um, and it's, it's not part of the, the kit that you packed. No. What, where is it? It's right, sitting right on the, the, the stool of your, your workbench. Yeah. I hook Slugger into my jacket and I, you know, take the blanket. Well, sorry, towel, um, but... <laughs> kind of a combo for you yeah pretty practical it's it's fabric and try to figure out which side is cleaner and drape it over miriam and i uh back my way out towards the door and when i get there I, i i just i look at her and Barely even whisper in it. I just, I just say, "Hey, Miriam, I'm, I'm, uh, head out to, uh, head out to, to the city for a little bit. Just a, just a supply run. I, I, I shouldn't be gone long." And you just hear like a, a little, little, like sleep whimper. Miriam and I guess you leave I guess I do you know you you walk you walk out from from the small town of of West Salvage the small little in between like road stop between two larger towns and a city and you know you head towards the one place that you did have a lead from where Theo went which is, it turns out, one of your, your further-off neighbors who you pulled a couple jobs for uh, saw him the day he left and saw him head into a, a, a mess of tunnels. 
these these small protruding like hills of of tunnel like like welts on the on the floor of the uh the the, the salvage yards and you you make your way in and as you do you get deeper and deeper and deeper in and as you, as you reach what what you feel like should be the bottom but obviously isn't well below your town you feel a crinkle in the pocket of your jacket and when you reach in and feel it it's an envelope and as that happens the little light that you have and all the tunnels around you go black and you feel yourself fall and Ollie and Greg and Joe as you as you fall from this this last memory that one of the three of you is familiar with you hear a bang and an uncomfortable silence all around you and once again you're seeing through Anna's eyes she she's groggily waking up in looks like some kind of like bunker or or safe room and suddenly you feel she she feels a weight on her lap and as she sort of just comes to she realizes what it is and and pushes it off it's the owner of the holy motor corporation his head on her lap dead because in the moments right before this as she realizes she shot him and as his head falls off her lap as she pushes him off and his his hand sort of like slips past her leg and hits the ground you can see where where his head was you can see instead of the red you'd expect instead of the the, the same mess you'd expect where his skull was instead there's just a silvery liquid like mercury even the puddle behind him on his desk where where any splatter went it's just this pool of this mercury liquid as it slowly evaporates upwards in, in droplets as it rises up bit by bit by bit slowly evaporating away and you she stifles the 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 feeling of needing to throw up but she she obviously can't but she she feels that same nausea nonetheless and she tries to look away from it she's having trouble walking there's there's something wrong with her leg and she sort of like stumbles a little bit until she gets a hold of the rifle that had sort of fallen to her side after everything. It's the same rifle that you've known her with this whole time. And she sort of picks it up and kind of starts using it as a crutch as she sort of tries to like slowly make her way through this 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 room with its with its grid like steel walls and it's contained and she makes her way over to to like a, a panel 
and it's got the same scanner that you saw in the other room in the elevator and she curses under her breath and looks back over to the owner of the Holy Motor Corporation and slowly she, she gets herself down and pulls a ring off of his finger um, but realizes it's not there um, a, a detail she forgot and she as she picks, picks herself back up she looks it's on the bookshelf next to the, the, the desk in the chair that she was sitting at and she takes it it's, it's a silver wedding band with the Holy Motor Corporation logo engraved on it and she takes it and puts it into the scanner and the door opens up to an elevator and as she makes her way into the elevator um, she finally lets herself just sort of collapse a little and slump against the, the side of the wall like the little elevator handhold um, just propping herself up just a bit letting it, it hold her weight um, and again she's just nauseous but she's going to push push on she doesn't really have much choice and as the elevator doors open she pushes back past like the the, the semi-open bookshelf door to the the office everything as it is the walls no longer rotting fresh but torn up you can see like like all the wounds that you've seen around the manse at this point are fresh. She makes her way down into the 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 Harriet's foyer, and she sees the bodies of dummies across the place. She sees fires set in the drapes, just slowly burning as the as the system tries to self repair them just as quick as they burn. She makes her way through the entire place, torn up and looted. She, she wants her way through through multiple different passages. Obviously, the layout has changed since the t- time she was there. But down hallways and quarters and just damage and things torn apart. Dummies everywhere. She hears noises. She hears shots going off. She hears explosions. And she she makes her way to the to the grand foyer, and Gervais is just sort of hanging there, unconscious, alive but unconscious, but too high to really reach. Kind of hidden a little bit behind some drapes. She's not even able to like pay attention to that for more than a second, as she sort of just drags herself out the front door, and into. Um, the, the yard in the driveway and what she sees is a mess the illumination layer is just starting to short out but there's still some some low light it's cold and she hears like small tinny music like it's playing from like a a, a pad radio connection from a small little boom box and she stops and what she sees is a couple figures, a, cu- a couple people. To you, they 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 look far more like baseline human than 
you can kind of recognize them as. You can sort of see that it's the small signs of, of divergence of, of two of the figures being goths before they were goths. Al- alongside a, like a tall fabricator woman around a campfire. Like like perched in the middle of this lawn, in the middle of this this chaos all around. You hear sounds from lower in the city just echoing up of of just all kinds of, of riot and bloodshed. Um you see in the center of this fire dummies. Mannequins. You feel the cold on the air. And, and you hear the, the, the figures, they're muttering about, you know, when are they going to get the generators back on? And, you know, these bloody parasites up here living, living like, like kings, joking about not even knowing what kings are, complaining about the state of the corporation. But there's, there's some, like, joy there, a pained one. The music you hear has this like it's coming from from what looks to be a, a small hot wired essentially boombox playing an illegal frequency you'd find out was broadcasting somewhere down towards the sump just inspirational tones for for the for the the overthrow of the corporation The day you're watching is the fall of the Holy Motor Corporation not because Hannah shot the the owner. That was just a, a symptom of it. But because the corporation ran this place into the ground. And you feel Anna's feelings across time of that. Of of how low everything got and how the the, the company was at least here in this little pocket before everything even further collapsed. Just due to do the the sabotage of the structure by by the by the folks running it and the 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 couple shareholders and automated systems that that pushed against this, and you're there, and Anna, terrified, makes her way back, tries to get out of sight of these people sitting around a bonfire of which which she knows to be people she's known and that she knows they don't understand and she pushes herself away and and sort of makes a break for it and at some point as she gets out towards the holy motorway she sort of stumbles and falls and just as the memory breaks, you feel a hand start helping Anna up a little bit, and then it cuts. And the three of you wake up. You are in the middle of an empty ballroom. You mean middle? I mean middle. Which is not where the stairs are. It is not where the stairs are. Hmm. And you wake up, and I would like you to each mark down an additional two-strain penalty. Uh, how? Do we not have strain anymore? Your strain is now fully back as okay. you wake up, but is further decreased. 
and Greg, you feel extremely rough. You're not entirely sure why. You've got like a bump on your head. You're like not doing great. I'll let you wake up with one strain. <laughs> and welcome back. Uh, the three of you are just sitting in this pile in, in the middle of the ballroom. Um, Joe's going to ask Greg, how's your face? Even though he has no reason that he should. I don't know. It feels like someone hit me with like a chunk of concrete. What the hell happened? Joe, did you kill all the fevers? The last thing I remember is me falling down the stairs. So I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm going to go with no. Huh. Uh, I'll go figure. And given that the stairs are over there, I'm assuming it's safe to say we got dragged Again? It seems so. I don't know why. I find that way more bothersome than... Is the room still filled with, like, bodies and... Yes. Oh, that's disturbing. Okay. I mean, there's that, too, but again, who came in here and dragged us? Side note, the um, the astronaut suit, the helmet has, has, has fallen off at this point, and it is just crumpled into a pile, um, and whatever body was in it it's clearly like kind of smashed up at this point like the heads got removed the whole thing okay good job joe <laughs> i mean huh hmm can i see if we're on so the astronaut was on a balcony right we're on the main floor so i can't see the astronaut anymore because it's not leaning over the thing anymore you the helmet has fallen onto the floor you're on oh. and the thing's in a pile upstairs there okay I might walk over to the the helmet. I might I might pick it up. It is smashed up. I might bring it over to Ollie, and I might be like, "I have, I think I have something to show you. There's there's something there's something going on. There's something going on here. I don't know what, but I think I was shot by a dead astronaut. Do you know what an astronaut is? No, you wouldn't. Me, no, no, but you still say that. <laughs> I got no clue what you were talking. I think about. I was shot by some kind of dead astronaut. <laughs> like it's it's the loose syllables you put together. I mean, do do you need healing? I I don't I don't see any bullet holes in you. I mean, the holes would be in Greg, but no, well, never mind. You don't need to know that. Um, and then I'm gonna take Ollie up to look at the up the stairs, look at the weird guy. The remains of Oh yeah. It's just just this this crumpled machine. You you can't even really tell like what it is or was. I'll explain. I, I tried to I tried to bring you two up here and and this thing started moving and like it looked like it was drawing an arrow. And then that that was was it for me. <laughs> uh, and I guess Greg. <laughs> No, Greg didn't even get that far. <laughs> yeah. But. Well, it seems pretty dead now. Uh, Greg actually pulls out his radio real quick. Hey, uh, buddy, you you there, man? How long have we been out? Are you radioing Gervais? Yeah. You just get uh, dead air on your end. Well, that is not encouraging. He could just be mad at us. I mean, I wouldn't blame him, but. He could also be dead. <laughs> 
But yeah, Joe, you do remember your half-eaten blue sphere in your pocket. It is two and a half weeks old at this point. <laughs> should I be should I be eating it as I point out this mystery astronaut to Ollie? Yes, sure, absolutely. And the pieces and the weird as you're yeah, as you're talking yeah at the point where you talk with Greg and you're like all all business uh huh just pull it out just start munching mm-hmm. on it. Ollie, yeah, you are also reminded of the, the the crinkling envelope in your pocket. So this astronaut, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, the astronaut is definitely pressing oh, business. Damn, it's good I didn't pay for priority mail. Hey, Joe, were these uh, doors locked? Did you do this? They're open now. They're open now? Yeah. Are they all open? Uh, Yeah. All right, we were pretty close to the foyer, right? The grand foyer? Yeah. Yes. All right, Greg's going to like quickly jog back there to see what's up. Um, While he does that, I'm going to see what I can suss out about this dead spaceman <laughs> okay what are you trying to look for with the spaceman? which which coincidentally is also the name of the protagonist from dead space correct accurate <laughs> and and what are you looking for with the dead spaceman uh i mean works equal as space you s- i i i mean i'm trying to figure out well i'm guessing i probably don't have much of a much of a background for what his old suit dealio is um but he had cables coming out of coming out mm-hmm. of him uh in some sort of like generator thing so i i i'd like to assess out what that situation is um what you you, you said he was actually um like hanging off the ground he wasn't some of the cables were were hanging up but as he moved they sort of fell okay they, they were all cut but some of them were just still draping off of things. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Um, sure. Roll me mechanics. With pleasure. Difficulty two. Or three. Three on this one. Bring it. I shouldn't have said bring it. That is one <laughs> failure. <laughs> okay. Um, just adds to the mystery of a spaceman. Yeah. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. You don't know exactly what it does. Um, the only thing that you get, and I'm gonna give this as just a little, little gift. The only thing that you get is for some reason, it makes you think of, um, some of the schematics from the book Miriam gave you, which makes you think of Miriam, which makes you think of the letter, which makes Ollie feel however that feels. DM with the heavy hand. Yeah. Which makes Ollie think of many things besides that No, this that is mostly letter. just to hurt Ollie. This isn't, this isn't a directional thing. Well, regardless of how long we've been out, we still have Anna to find. Also, Greg to find, because he just ran away. What? (laughs) And as we switch to Greg, Greg, you've made your way back to the Grand Foyer, just across the courtyard, um, through through that ballroom. And it seems like everything's the same in the ballroom. The same dead dummy amalgam. And as you make your way past that, um, you just see... Gervais hanging up closer to the roof unconscious still alive you could tell but a little bit out of reach well well out of reach in fact but kind of 
just like he was as you remembered and as you saw in, in Anna's memory. He's just sort of hanging there by his strings. Hmm. Greg gets on his radio. Hey, guys. Uh, Gervais out of it. I don't know what the hell's going on. Should we... Should we come back? Or should we... Uh, as you can tell, all the doors are locked. Um, Gervais just sort of like that. I'm going to like look towards Ollie and see what she wants to do. I, I, I don't know. What, what's your, what's your concern, Greg? I, we need to get to Anna. Yeah. Y'all start heading out. I'll catch up with you soon. I want to know what the hell's going on here. If we have some trouble behind us, well, we've nearly died. How many times since we've gotten here? I only have so many fingers, Greg. Exactly. Y'all start heading on up. I'll catch up soon. And that'll help us not die how? All right. <laughs> what you can tell. Roll me a perception check, Greg. All right. What am I rolling against? You're rolling against two. Well, that's one advantage, but nothing. Okay. You want to try and reroll one of those? Story, Story point? point? Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'll reroll. All right, then that's a success and one advantage. Okay, yeah. Or two advantage, rather. Yeah. Recovering a string. What you notice is that a tiny little dribble, a tiny little dribble of, like, green dye hits the ground. And as you look up, you're able to notice Gervais has... It looks like somebody attempted to drill one of those holes. It looks like the the collator attempted to drill one of those holes that it makes. And it wasn't able to do it entirely. It looks more like the maids than anything, but... Alright, guys, that thing that took Anna tried to drill Gervais. I don't know if it's still here. Uh, I don't know if it's what moved us. But we need to watch our asses. I'd say we'd get to Anna faster now. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna make your way. Yeah. There's nothing else I can do here unless it's like in the room with us. But yeah, I'm no problem. Heading back to meet up with them. All right. So you head back to the other ballroom, and the three of you head out towards the room in the hallway. What you notice is, interestingly enough, those two doorways on the ground floor. As 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 we wait for Greg to get back, they have a little bit of an inset, but where wherever the hallway is, it's just bricked off by like a sheer featureless gray wall like totally dissimilar to all the decor it's like there was a hallway here and then the moving around just like cut it off so the only way forward is through that that main one through the up that little staircase that greg the joe fell down there's, so there's just a wall behind the other ones but yeah so there's a door but immediate wall not immediate like a little bit of just hallway and okay. then just stop got it basically see there was a hall here it's gone now right yes you make your way through um from that main door and there's like a long hallway and as you, 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 you like quickly but quietly try and just push through it it's just a, a hallway down 
and you follow the rest of your directions just through these ruined rooms and with all the false doorways or directions that you're not intending to go and nothing there are almost no dummies on the ground except for scattered here and there uh, maybe a couple like drilled through mannequins in, in the hallways but you don't run in, into any resistance up to this point this place looks outside that ballroom mostly cleared out no fevers either um, the temperature is warmer than it's been since you've been in there and you can feel the rumbles of the illumination layer have just set into sort of, sort of a place of like a, a continuous sort of like reverberating growl almost through the couple windows that you are able to see through that have some access to the either the illumination layer or either like right up against it or are able to like see across to it. It's like glowing kind of faintly. And as you make your way up a, a, a staircase at the end of one of these hallways, um, it's just a platform. And above it, uh, a small square trap door with a drawstring. I yank that. And it just comes right down. In fact, with, 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 with you yanking it, like the ladder on it, just with a loud sound, just like clonks onto the, onto the, the, the hardwood floor. Um, and you've got the, the path to, to the attic. Greg heads up. Oh, he's right behind him. Uh, and Joe? I'm going to guess Joe goes last since there's no other positions. Well, he's got to finish up his, uh, blue sphere. Not necessarily. Yeah, yeah, he's like, finishes his blue sphere, licks his fingers a little bit, and then starts climbing the ladder. I don't know. I was actually going to say, what if I spend some strain and do one of my maneuvers? To jump up first, just straight <laughs> That's actually up the even hole. better. Absolutely, do it. Yeah. So you do that. Take the take the strain. All right. And it's it's medium distance, so that's that much. But like, yeah, you finish off your your blue sphere. It's only mildly, terribly stale. But that's enough for Joe. Like I said, lick your fingers, and then you look like you're about to like do the like get yourself on the ladder, like real sturdy. And it said you just do a little hop up and catch yourself on the thing and pull use the momentum to pull yourself right up uh right behind them and i want to do it ahead of them yeah sh- sure like i'm gonna jump Just ahead right ahead yeah yeah greg you scare the crap out of greg <laughs> he steps on greg <laughs> <laughs> greg's having a bad day um and you see the attic and it's just this huge space of like exposed beams and like like you could see like the fluff remains of like rotted away insulation tarps sort of hanging here and there. And you just see mannequins and dummies and dolls of like all those kinds of designs, really strange ones. And, and like, like all different kinds of like body types and configurations, just sort of like prone. Um, You can see ones with like more limbs than they should have. You can see ones where the limbs have been connected to more limbs Um, you can see like a little inactive, but like constantly like chittering one that's just constructed of, of torsos and legs attached to legs that looks like some kind of like large house centipede, but not even moving besides the sound that it makes. Just so many of them that it's packed tight. 
mannequins on stands, dolls with unrealistic human proportions designed to look like people. Just just this whole mess of things, a number of them with drill holes in it, in this in a small clearing in the center. You can see some of the, like the light from the from the illumination layer is is pushing through like like a small like upward uh, hatch. So you see just crisscrossing little little glow of light shining into a patch right in that center. Anna's just laying there, arms over her chest, just stock still. Does she have holes? Not that you can say. Can we get to her? Yeah, absolutely. Greg is keeping his eyes on literally everything except Anna. <laughs> Does it look like... Roll me perception on that thing, Greg. And uh, yes, Joe, what were you, Steve, what were you saying? Difficulty four. Does it look like I can get to her without, you know, falling into any... Hilariously, I pass. Traps right. or anything. Like... Ollie's not looking. She's just going. She's just going? Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So so Joe tries to play it safe, and Greg's, like, trying to look around, um, and Ollie just rushes there. What's Ollie... Like, to talk to me about what Ollie's doing here. Like, what's she saying? What's she thinking? I'm trying to decide if she has the attention span to be thinking uh, about the collator. Okay. Or if it's just tunnel vision. I mean, she's been pretty well focused this entire... She's been pretty well focused, plus you combine that with like the things that have been dredged up. Yeah, yeah. Just as as fast as possible, just like by her side. Okay. Yeah, you, you rush right over there. Is there anything you try and say? Is there anything you try and do? You're like right there up at her. Yeah, I, I'm 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 just shaking her. Um, you're getting like you can tell she's still there. It's she's not like like gone in the same way that the the dead Malcolm dummy is, but she's just no reaction, no reaction at all. Come on, Anna. Nothing. At that moment, Greg, your your perception gets tipped off, and here you hear uh, footsteps, or like the false echo of footsteps that aren't actually landing. That same kind of thing where sometimes you hear things from the from the dummies that aren't quite actually capable of happening. You hear that, but footsteps coming up from the bottom of the of the of the ladder all the way up, and and. As you go to shout out to them, you see Harriet's head poke up. And you can tell she is livid. Now you three, you have no idea what you've done. I've got a pretty good idea. We'll talk about it in like three seconds. You, you, you let Noelle out. My entire my entire wings in shambles. Yeah. Our friends in shambles. What What friend? And then she turns and looks. And she goes... Anna?
You coming after my fluffy boys? Yeah. You, you coming after my fluffy boys? <laughs> what you gonna do with my fluffy boys? 